what we've got here is failure to communicate. Some men you just can't reach. And I don't like it any more than you men. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 22nd episode of Sonic Talk. My and God, I can't believe we've gotten this far. 22 episodes. Yes. Just, just three more, and we'll be at 25. I want to do something special, like, I don't know, uh, suck a little bit less, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, not like the Sonic comic. We don't have to do something oh. special every 25th issue. And, uh, by the way, in case we actually use this podcast... Internet, uh, Jason's internet upload speed is very shitty right now, so I can only hear him about half the time, so... Expect me to be saying, what? A lot, a lot like a very old man who has, like, no ears left. Because we lost him in a war. Okay, you know what, let me turn, uh, unplug some stuff just so... I can I see, think... now I can hear you fine. I think you just have to talk about unplugging headphones. And that will let you come in clearly. This internet god it just feels like doing that today. No, I mean, shutting off any devices that might be sharing, you know, our internet. And there you go. I've lost... Coming in all shitty again. Okay, well, I'm going to start off, since I can hear myself, with games and shit. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about it. what we've been playing. We've been playing, yeah. So, uh, let's see. Uh, well... Um, I've played a lot since we last did our podcast in early June, so I'll just, I guess, do the highlights of, uh, uh, first I played The Last of Us, which was incredibly awesome. I haven't I finished it because it, it, it's killing my PS3 like you wouldn't believe. Okay, well, I'm going to have to spoil the ending soon, so. No. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, then, uh. After that, I played Deadpool, which was a completely different kind of game, but I also had a, quite a bit of fun with. And it was very interesting playing these two games back-to-back, because they are two completely different interpretations of what a video game can and should be. The Last of Us is all about immersion and a deep storyline, and really wants you to make you think that you're in the world, like from, from the sound design to the beautiful story and wonderful voice acting to... To, 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 to the incredible amount of versatility you get from the uh, incredible, game. incredibly depressing storyline. Like, like uh, I, I love shooting, shooting things with arrows and guns and sneaking and fighting. For a lot of these different areas, you could pick and choose your battles and decide how you want to proceed through an area. That's the one and, thing uh, that's kind of bugging me about the game is the the arrow gameplay just doesn't seem to. It doesn't seem very tight, the controls for shooting with arrows. Oh, especially, I love that. Especially I love after arrow. Tomb Raider. Nah, after Tomb Raider. I love the arrows in this game, man. It's, it, I really love doing it short range. It's essentially because pretty much any other form of killing can be kind of loud. Arrows are by far the best stealth weapon. And That's being true. a big fan of Metal Gear Solid... I love just sneaking up behind somebody and shooting them in the head with with something at point blank range, and then they drop to the floor and bam, 
I'm stealth kill, yo. And then, of course, we have Deadpool. <laughs> now, it's, 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 it's gotten some shit in the press ratings, and I don't really I don't really agree with that, obviously, because I am, for one, I'm a Deadpool fan, but beyond that, it's also, I guess, a really fun arcade shooter. It's, uh, it has some frame rate and technical issues. I mean, it's definitely not as polished, though, honestly, it almost feels right, because this is a Deadpool game, and... It just wouldn't feel right to me if it were more polished, honestly, but that's just me being a Deadpool fanboy. But anyway, um, just as far as the game goes, this game goes out of its way to inform you that you are playing a game. There is no attempt at immersion here because Deadpool, of course, is renowned for breaking the fourth wall in every opportunity. He does this with abandon in this game, and it is hilarious. This, this, this game is the funniest game I have played since Armed and Dangerous on the Xbox, like, back in 2003. This game is fucking hilarious. And, of course, the gameplay is also really fast and fun. I mean, it's typical. It's, a, it's typical third-person shooter hack-and-slash stuff. But it works well. It's fun. It's nice kind of mixing up the guns and the swords. And it's, it, it's, I like The Last of Us. It isn't revolutionary. It doesn't try to immerse you, but it's still a lot of fun. It's a fun arcade game. With a big focus on combos, which I appreciate. So, uh, it was really interesting playing those two games back-to-back, because they're just so goddamn different, but both so goddamn fun. Though, obviously, The Last of Us does kick kick its pants off, but um, that's more because of its, uh, its, its extreme amount of polish and versatility in the gameplay. Deadpool, Deadpool tries to give you stealth, but it is, for one, but it is one, it's scripted, and two, the only actual stealth area in the level, in the entire game, is so hard to do, they don't even, they don't even make you complete it. After a while, just, okay, you know what, fuck all this, we're just going to go straight to the end. And they, <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of a hilarious bit of self-admission that, yeah, our, our stealth areas aren't very good. Okay, anyway, since then, I've also been playing lots of 3DS as I travel around and do shit. I've been playing Kidicarous Uprising for, like, the fifth time, trying to get to 100%. I'm currently up to 85%. And I've, and I've gotten back to Fire Emblem Awakening, which is a really fun game. But I had to start over because when I switched to a bigger SD card, I, compl- I somehow completely lost that save file, which pisses me off. Okay, and I'm, I'm, that's it. Oh, yeah, also I've been playing lots of PlayStation 3 recently, especially, especially Ratchet & Clank, uh, the... The second future one, uh, A Crack in Time, which I finally got to after like several years of it. Really? On my yes, it took me. It took me like I think it came out in two thousand nine. So like four years to get to that game. <laughs> well, I can honestly say I got to play that and beat it before it came out because uh, asshole. Back in two thousand nine, I got to go to a Insomniac event all the way out in Asshole. Got to see the offices. Got the game for free, and I got mine's all autographed by everyone who worked on it. I'm real happy with that. And now we're getting a finally getting a sequel. Yeah, which is what's out the end of the month. Play this one. Yeah, hell yeah! We're and it's, finally it's, get, we're finally getting a Ratchet and Clank game that looks like it'll be a lot of fun. We're actually yes. getting a real Ratchet and Clank game instead of like, hey Ratchet. hey the other ones were real. They were just spinoffs. I mean, they actually yeah. they technically existed, so they aren't. Well, they were, yeah, they were, they, were, they were more spinoffs. That... I hate that term. In, ca- in case you don't know this, I hate the real term. I yeah. Hate it so Any- Anyway, I'm very happy with that. I mean, yeah, they say it's uh, going to be a shorter okay, game. Okay, now huh? you're coming in poorly right now, so just talk and 
If I hear All something right. clearly, I'll probably I'll, comment I'll, on it. You don't have to comment on that, okay? I mean, I'm, I'm saying is that it's uh, it's going to be a shorter game like Quest for Booty was, but not... I, I, well, it's not, not going to be as short, but... No, it's not going to be as short. You're interrupting me before I finish <laughs> talking. Yeah, anyway. but you're, you're coming in clearly, so I'm t- having a conversation with you while I can. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm not. I was. I was about to say I, it's not as short. It's going to be quite a bit longer, and it's going to come out at thirty dollars on both download and retail. So that's, that's the, pretty uh, awesome. one. The one negative about me waiting so long to play a crack in time is that I pretty much know how it ends because in this next game, Clank is attached to Ratchet, so there's no mystery of whether or not they're going to get back together at the end of the game. <laughs> oh, that's, that's obvious. That's always going to be obvious anyway. Yeah, hey, I don't know. I mean, Ratchet has jet books now. What does he even need Clank for at this point? <laughs> All Clank was really good oh, for was buddy. the helipad. And yeah, okay, it was also they also have a great character dynamic and all that stuff, but as far as functionality is concerned, they replaced him with jet books. I mean, thank God, given that I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm halfway through the game now, and they still are a part. But let me tell you, um, Clank's picks are probably actually the best picks in the game because it's this really complicated puzzle-solving stuff, and it's really well done. Have you ever played any of the uh, HD collection with the the old PS2 games attached? Oh, no, I've never beaten the original Ratchet and Clank. The only one. Oh, the, ori- actually- the original Ratchet in the first game he was kind of an a-hole. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, they, they actually changed them up a, a bit in the sequel because they were getting that complaint. But uh, uh, the only Ratchet and Clank games I've ever beaten are Ratchet and Clank Future and Ratchet and Clank A Quest for Booty. Anyway, so soon there'll be three games, yes. Anyway, the only thing I've been playing is mostly on my 3DS. Uh, I've been playing a lot of the Project Cross Zone. I need I got, to get back to that. <laughs> oh, it's an awesome, it's an awesome little game. It's a very, very easy, uh, you know, uh, grid-based strategy RPG. But it's all fan service. It's all, you know, having characters from Capcom and Sega and Namco all talking to each other. You got like Akira and Pi talking to Ryu and Chun Li and stuff like that. So <laughs> I want to see them beat that. the shit out of each other. Oh, God, no, they don't fight each other. They fight. I know, but I want to see them beat the shit out of each other. I need, a, I need a goddamn fighting game, man. Yeah, this one is just a really easy, easy uh, RPG. I mean, I'm having no problems going through it. I'm kind of cut off on that right now because I started uh, Animal Crossing with my niece. I mean, every the only reason Animal I picked Crossing. this up is because everybody I know is playing it and talking about it. Every podcast is talking about it. Oh, my God. My I wish niece I had... started playing it, and I wanted to have something to play with my niece because I don't see her that much. So I decided to go ahead and uh, jump on this because I, I haven't played an Animal Crossing since... The GameCube days, uh, way back. Like I got Animal Crossing for the DS. I tried to get into it. It was boring. The mole guy was a, was an asshole. Oh, I and love the mole guy, but he's barely. I, I wish I had gotten the game before uh, Comic Con because everyone was playing that game at Comic Con. Fucking Jordan Vasquez of Invaders M was playing that game at Comic Con. Everyone was. <laughs> it's My def- God, <laughs> it's definitely got a lot of improvements over what I played on the GameCube. It is. It, there's okay. more stuff to do. Tom, you're not. You don't owe your life to Tom Nook as, as much. All right. <laughs> but, you, but you still have to pay him off they, for long. They need to make an Animal Crossing game where you can just shank that guy, shank <laughs> that guy in the prison bathroom. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad I could at least uh, like. I don't know if I could evict a citizen, but I can... They're uh, coming in as a series of grunts again, but awesome. I can say if somebody's, you know, bad or not. Because there's... We have this uh, one guy in my town who's a ram who's dressed like a clown. 
And you go into his room, and it's like a big circus thing with a really dizzying floor and balloon bed and <laughs> balloon this and that. And he's just creepy as hell. <laughs> I want him out of my town now. I may actually have to watch this episode of Sonic Talk because I have no idea what you're saying. Anyway, fascinating. Anyway, so, um, well, I'm also uh, been playing uh, Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate now on my 3DS. So I take mm. it, I play it at home, and I'm playing it at work because I'm obsessed with it. Well, okay. I'm I'm back to being obsessed with it after being two months uh, away from it. Okay, are you talking about Project X Zone right now? No, I was talking about Monster Hunter. Oh, Monster Hunter. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, as as far as Animal Crossing is concerned, I, I, I now that I, now that I'm past the last big convention for the year, I, I kind of lost my motivation to get it. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it's forty bucks, and I usually get the games digitally, so I'm a little well, hesitant to get it. We are getting into August, and there's going to be a shitload of games coming out. So if 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 one uh, doesn't interest you that much, it's a good idea not to get anything right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, God, oh, uh, Wii U is finally getting a good amount of games this month. Really? Huh. I, oh, I yeah, just, you got Pikmin 3, you got Splinter Cell, you got your Disney Infinity, uh, there's yeah. Angry Birds, and there's some other stuff. Angry Birds? Are, are we really calling that a killer crap for the Wii U? Hell no, hell no that's old. That's an uh, old port. Anyway, I guess got, I guess bought Earthbound. I didn't really need to play that biz. Hope it was worth the ten bucks. I mean, I've heard great things about, it, but oh, I forgot. Uh, I, I did. <laughs> I, I downloaded Cloudberry Kingdom, but I forgot all about Earthbound. I gotta pick that one up. Yeah, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm, tr- I'm gonna try the Cloudberry Kingdom demo on the Xbox 360 before I buy it on the Wii U. Well, it's a big demo. I, I was playing that for like 35 levels, and it was still going. Good. Then they have plenty of room to convince me. <laughs> Right. Uh, anyway, as far as movies go, uh, we both saw Pacific Rim. I, I've seen it twice. You saw it once at Comic-Con. And the Wolverine, which we both just saw today and I would much prefer to talk about. Okay, because it's fresh in your mind? Yes, that is, that is the exact reason, yes. Although I love Pacific Rim more. That was that was my movie of the summer, was Pacific Rim. I'm trying to collect all the toys except the Gypsy Danger on Amazon. It's like 45 bucks. My movie of the summer was... Monsters University, but Wolverine was still pretty fun. <laughs> Monsters University was a lot better than I was expecting because Pixar yes. has been kind of disappointing lately, and that one was uh, not. It was you know, as good. It was. As I'd good say the only ever. disappointing Pixar movie was Cars too, and even that had some entertainment value. Well, wasn't Brave turned into a very good Pixar I was movie. Not expecting. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I like Brave, and I loved Monsters University, and. Uh, that, that that was a very smart story, great humor, great animation, all the stuff I I I'd expect from Pixar. guess not with all the creativity I, I, I'd come to expect from them since between uh, Ratatouille and uh, uh, and uh, Toy Story 3. Well, I say up. Toy Story 3 was a sequel, so I don't know. I'd say that was creative necessarily, but it was still really, really good. Yeah. As far <coughs> as Wolverine goes, it was a lot better than the X-Men Origins uh, one. The, Wolver- the Wolverine had more, had, was better than had any goddamn right to be because, my God, the, the X-Men franchise Aside from First Class, has been shit for a while. X Men Three: The Last Stand was oh my god! I, that movie practically traumatized me. I, I, I think I, this is the best uh, X Men movie since X Two. Yes, this is the best X Men movie since X Two. It I was think, fun. Uh, I think it was the well written. Was a little over the top, and but other than that, it was uh, took itself a little more seriously. I love the bullet train scene. The only problem <laughs> I had was one of the villainesses, the Viper Girl. 
because yeah. uh, it the the rest of the movie had a fairly realistic tone to it, and then you have this girl that's like a GI Joe villain who's well poison she, or acid or she whatever. Felt, she pretty much felt like the only real link to the regular X Men movie universe. Yeah, I don't was, even is that, is that a uh, X Men villain? I don't even I haven't even heard. I'm her. pretty I'm pretty sure she is, but she's a very obscure one. I mean, she lo- she looks like the X Men villains from X Men one and two. You know, she she was kind of ridiculous. She had some weird, gross powers and all that stuff. It felt like something from the first two movies. But um, any, anyway, uh, I was half, I was uh, the, half expecting to go. Oh yes, I'm the Viper. I vipe the windows. I, I, like, I that, like that old an, animating. But the, the the bullet train scene. The one thing I kept thinking about was, my God, if I was some lucky bastard who was lucky enough to, after I got thrown out of the train. Knife the knife it and actually manage to stick in there. I would give up on the girl trying to kill the the the, the Wolverine dude. I I I say hey dude, I don't want to do this anymore. Just let, I'm just gonna get off at the next stop, okay? This is it for me. <laughs> my, my God, I, I just survived being thrown off of a fucking train. I think I've tempted fate enough. <laughs> yeah, a train that's going at 300 miles an hour, but <laughs> I don't know how you get back in the train with all those little signs and everything and it being so tight. I kind of felt bad for them because, my God, I mean, trying to fight a guy who, at least at the time, thought that he was immortal <laughs> on the top of a goddamn train where you clearly are at the disadvantage. I kind of felt bad for them. I also kind of felt bad for the uh, for the um, uh, Mariko's uh, uh, father until he tried until Wolverine let him live. Then the asshole stabbed him in the heart. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. But yeah, it was a it was a really fun movie <laughs> and. Uh, it was well written. It, it hit all the right notes. I mean, it wasn't groundbreaking or anything, but as just as far as X Men movies go, this this one was the best one since X Two. Okay, uh, Viper's and it almost based off. it almost makes up for X Men: The Last Stand because not only was it really good, it re- it reversed a few things that that Last Stand did, which makes me happy. Though Cyborgs, Cyclops still died like a little bitch, so until they rectify that, that's still gonna be an issue for me. And well, yet, I guess James Marsden couldn't do the whole uh, what did movie you say? or something. I said I heard James Marsden couldn't do the whole movie or something like oh, that. Oh, could you type it out and, uh, on Skype real quick? Anyway, uh, I was just looking in uh, Wikipedia. Viper's based off of Captain America's villain, Mad- Madam Hydra. Oh, okay. Except, except it's a completely oh, different Oh, that's villain. right. That's right. They couldn't use Hydra. This is based off of a comic book storyline, like Hydra. And so, pretty much, they they couldn't use Hydra, so they they just made something that was a little bit like Hydra. I remember this well, now. It's Madam Madam Hydra, who was in the X Men cartoons as a Captain America. I mean, in the pardon me, in the Avengers cartoons that Disney did last year as a Captain America villain, and it's a completely yeah, different villain. I, I guess Fox wanted to use. It's theirs. only really sharing the uh, the name, and they th- she was from Madripoor, where uh, the the Japan part that. It takes and, place anyway, in a we should uh, spot, but yeah, we, we should talk about different. our Comic Con uh, experiences. Yeah, because we're going forever on here. Yeah. All right. <laughs> anyway, uh, I had a really good time this year. Uh, wasn't the best time. It seemed a lot more crowded than in previous years. I mean, especially in the early, early uh, hours. Yeah, it was definitely more crowded, especially on Sunday, which was supposed to be an easy day, but no. Apparently, everyone decided to show up that day, you assholes. 
That was supposed to be why don't you just relax and yeah, get the uh, Archie Sunday's shit done. My, yeah, it's, um, Sunday's usually my uh, sales day where I pick up all the extra stuff that's on sale. Or in this case, you pick up my birthday present. Mega Man Sex You! Oh, yeah, yes. it was, uh, yeah, it was Alex's birthday, so I got him a nice present because... I feel like oh, oh yeah after all the all, all after all this time. Yeah, so next and uh, for your and for your birthday I'll be getting you a GPS so that you stop getting lost on your way to the airport. <laughs> I didn't get lost. I just got I just went the wrong way. Okay, okay, okay. you didn't get lost. <laughs> just went the wrong way. Exactly. <laughs> totally different things. Uh, I, I had a general idea of where I was. Anyway, my Comic-Con experience was pretty much dominated by me trying to make my family happy because I brought them this year, though. I'm not bringing most of them next year because I don't want to have to go through all that stress. But, uh... I only saw Jason number two around. I didn't see your, uh, your oh, uh, parents or your nieces Well, my parents pretty much were in panels the entire time. That They, they actually got yeah. to see every single panel that they wanted to see, which was nice. Because apparently no one wants to go to the Defiance and the Sky and the, uh, the, the the person of interest panels and stuff like that, but um, and I got to see uh, Robert. Car- I, I I got to actually meet Robert Carlyle, who plays uh, uh, Rumpelstiltskin in, in Once Upon a Time, and a Rush in Stargate Universe. I got to meet Robert Carlyle in a witch job. And you are coming in very. In- There's like this whole avalanche happening in your room right now. Are you okay? I'm fine. Okay, I'm there's some really there's some really bad shit going on in your room right now. It's like, oh wait, it's gone now. I don't hear it. Of course you don't hear it. I hear it because it's on your end. Why do you keep saying that? I'm not. I thought maybe it's my fan. I just turned my fan. Ah, there it goes again. Oh my god. Why? Why? Well, why the one time my setup it works? Your setup doesn't. Why does Internet God hate me so? <sighs> well, yeah, actually, you've been cutting it off a little bit. Not bad. Oh, but God. Not too bad. Maybe it's this old. Okay, it's, it could be um, this old Mike kid said. Let's, let's keep going. I'm going to just edit this part out. Oh, okay. Anyway, so yeah, I got to meet Robert Carlyle, and uh, he was awesome. I don't know why he was in a wig shop. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he wears a wig, but it looks like his real hair, but. Well, anyway. <laughs> uh, well, I got, uh, as far as me, I go, I'm a big Godzilla fan. It was a good year for Godzilla fans there. I got to go to the Godzilla encounter. Godzilla! I had to wait in line at Legendary Pictures to get a pass for, and then I go I go to the place, and it's right behind my hotel, so I just went home right after. And that's that was actually cooler than the Godzilla panel, because... <laughs> They actually had real props from the 1954 Godzilla. They had the oxygen destroyer, which kills Godzilla. They had the Godzilla suit from Godzilla 2000 there, still intact. Uh, they had a bunch of little statuettes of the, what the current Godzilla look, is going to look like. They had a, this big old a fake uh, Tokyo City, uh, downtown Tokyo that you can walk around in. And you could take pictures of that part, in which I got to put on, up on my Facebook. But then... They rush. They say, "Oh, Godzilla's coming! Godzilla's coming!" And they rush you into this uh, little, um, like, army room where you can flip switches and knobs and watch Godzilla coming in on the radar. <laughs> and then they 
They take you into a little elevator that goes to like a 25th floor, even though you're on a two fl- in a two-floor building. <laughs> and um, and the elevator starts shaking and fl- lights flashing. So then they shove you all out into an office where the blinds are drawn out so you can look out the window. And they're all, check for Godzilla. He might be coming soon. And sure enough, there's a you see a big Godzilla walking past your window you can see him really good the design on him looks awesome i guess hope the god then he, he he turns around and he looks right into the window and then he walks back off oh yeah i saw a little video of that on youtube i guess hope this godzilla movie doesn't suck because this is pretty much your this is pretty much uh, their only chance of netting me into the whole godzilla thing because i ain't watching those toho suit fighting things and i ain't watching that 1998 oh, movie. So, this is, oh, this is it. Yeah. Well, you only like CGI Godzilla? Well, no. I would Pacific mind Rim that... sell you a little? Did Pacific Rim sell you a little more on it? Yes, it did. I mean, I, I don't mind giant robots and giant monsters beating the shit out of each other. I just don't want it to be people in suits because, I don't know, Power Rangers. I hate Power Rangers. And that just oh, reminds I don't like me Power, of Power Rangers, Rangers too, but I always loved Godzilla. Fuck Power Rangers. And, Anyway, the I did see a new teaser for it, and uh, so besides Godzilla, there's going to be like other monsters in it that they fight, so that's good. <laughs> but uh, the the scene they showed was uh, this this um, almost Cloverfield like uh, spider type monster destroying this airport that people are running away from, and you don't get to see Godzilla's full body, but you see his uh, legs and tail walk by. And the monster, uh, the spider monster thing, only comes up to Godzilla's knee. <laughs> then the rest of Godzilla's up there, so you can tell he's about to get its butt kicked. He's about to step on that, that goddamn cool. spider. Oh yeah. And I also, um, of course, we got we we got to meet the Archie people. They were awesome as usual. Ian Flynn stole my hat, and uh, Dubs was you know awesome, and Aaron was awesome, and the Sega Sega people were awesome, and. Uh, I also got to meet a lot. We also got to meet meet a lot of uh, comic book creators. I got to meet uh, for the first time one of my favorite artists, Aaron Diaz of Dresden Kodak, who uh, writes the. Uh, well, I guess yeah, he writes pretty much this for this web comic website, Dresden Kodak. If you like beautiful art, I highly recommend you head over there and take a look at his art blog and his comics and stuff, especially his recent stuff. I also got to meet Chris. Hastings again, the creator of Dr. McNinja, and we, we both, both Jason and I got to meet the creator of Boxer Hockey, whom some Sonic fans may know as the guy who did the Sonic's Big Fat Adventure webcomic. Which he was selling as a book. Yeah, uh, for, five, for, for, for five bucks, so he gave it to me for free, I guess because he, I don't know, he's awesome with it. Well, oh wait, no, oh, wait. I, 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 it's because I bought both of his Boxer Hockey books as well as this new little web, web, this new little comic called Diesel, which I highly recommend uh, you guys check out. Uh, just look up. I don't think that the actual comic's available via the web. You'd have to buy the book, but you know, buy it. Be nice. Be happy. Yeah, the Sonic's Big Fat Adventure was five dollars for a <laughs> ten-page comic. But, yeah, but you know, that, it was, it's such a funny little thing. You gotta you gotta want it. And um, uh, by the way, just type in boxer hockey in the Google, and you'll be able to find that. And I highly recommend checking that out. The art gets really good after about like 50 pages. It gets really good. <laughs> so just you know, keep going. 
Uh, yeah. Um, well, let's talk about the SIG Arcade. You were mentioning that. They, uh, let's, they talk had about, a, let's talk about what now? I kind of lost that. The SIG the Sega Arcade. Oh, the SIG Arcade. Yeah, yeah. I liked it more than I did last year because last year they just had Sonic and they – well, they just had All-Stars and Aliens. This year they had it. all they, – they had Total War, Sonic, and uh, and and uh, Hox and uh, – Mickey Castle of, pa- Castle of Illusion, yes, not not Epic Mickey, it's Castle of Illusion, and um, also uh, Hatsune Miku, Hats- which was a big surprise. Of course, I didn't check it out. It had it had huge crowds. Yeah, which really surprised it surprised me. me because this demo was available on on, on the on PSN. That's why I didn't go out of my way to play it, and it was still drawing a lot of people, which is surprising. I- I think Hatsune Miku and the whole Vocaloid thing is going to really start cashing out in the U.S. soon because there definitely seems to be some demand for it. There were some quite a few Sonic fans this year too. There was a guy going around. Oh, as well, there's always there's quite a few Sonic fans last. Wait, there was a scourge. Well, how did I miss yeah, that? There was, there's pictures of him on Sonic Stadium. Stadium, yeah, there was a scourge. I only saw oh, not scourge. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not scourge. Shard. A shard. Yes, I got a picture of him and posted it on the Google thing. Yeah, like shard. Yeah, shard, <laughs> not scourge. I'm sorry, Scar- uh, shard. Yeah. yeah, actually, last year was much bigger because of a Sonic Boom, which is not happening this year. But well, it is, but it's in St. Louis. But let's see. So there so was. It's a, not happening for us, basically. There's shard, <laughs> Eggman, and and a pr- pretty decent. A pretty good uh, Sa- Sally costume, which managed to hit that odd squeak spot of not being crappy and not being creepy. <laughs> not, it's, yeah, it's a it's a really it was good very one tasteful. The human, t- you know, the human traits while not being a full fursuit, which yeah, I appreciate. Which, yeah, I'm not a fan yeah, for a Sally suit. costume is actually very very good. I mean, it's definitely more tasteful than what's than what than some of the excesses that the My Little Pony people have to deal with with the people dressing up in skin tight pony outfits. Oh God! Yeah, the, my brother's uh, Metropolis Comics. They had a pony party because they had a lot of the people who work on the My Little Pony comic there signing. And they had some guy came in there, I guess, dressed as uh, Doctor Hooves, which is a parody. Of, and uh, I heard he's being a little odd and such. I, mean, I have no. I, I mean, you know, I, 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 I best stop talking about that now because I'm st- I'm still in a weird place when it comes to My Little Pony. <laughs> Kind of, well, kind I mean, of a guilty I'll, pleasure that GX kind of forced me into, and so I blame him for this. But I haven't watched. Well, at least, it. at least it's a guilty pleasure, and uh, you know, you're not <coughs> got uh, like a million different toy I mean, collection. I, I, I have GX a very <laughs> open mind when it comes to animation, because you know, it, you don't necessarily get get a lot of options when it comes to animation. So I take what I can get. <laughs> but anyway, moving on from My Little Pony, and thank God not, no one from my family listens to this stuff. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, let's move as far away from My Little Pony as humanly possible. Alexi- well, I, though I will say that um, a, a My Little Pony is on the verge of becoming a mainstream part of the nerd movement, so be ready for that, My Little Pony haters, because it's almost there now. <laughs> Survived all uh, the hatred. Now we can move on. We can on. talk about about the video games, I guess that were at the con. There's a there's a nice big video game section in the corner now. Yeah, yeah, they they moved it to the complete other side of the convention, replaced it with like a a larger artist alley. And I really feel bad for those video game companies because they, they they are getting no respect in that little corner. <laughs> well, they still get quite a few crowds. I mean, well, I don't know. Uh, I... Capcom store was never that busy uh, that I've ever seen it. Uh, first, the first two days, uh, you had to wait in a long line. Hmm. 
Yeah, it was all small and stuff. I, I got to play Octodad and Rise, Son of Rome. Octodad was... Yeah, we was, both played Rise of Son of Rome, and Oct- that actually looks like a next-gen game. Octodad was odd and Well, it's an indie game, but it's, it's, it's fun. It's uh, one of those ones where you kind of... It's, it's that weird kind of game where it's not supposed to control well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the point. It's it's a comedy. It, it, I I had fun with it at E3. Yeah, it was. It's definitely hilarious. I'm looking forward to the final product. It's definitely gonna be one of those games I'll be buying just because it's weird. And I also got to play Rise, which was not nearly as good as Octodad. It was honestly kind of bo- kind of boring. I mean, it's it was all right. It was just very average as far as it's a game that. Have been done on the original Xbox, I guess will have looked a lot less graphically impressive. But it would have, they could have done the same exact game with the same scale and same gameplay. And to me, that's just not very interesting. My interest in Rise has gone from a two to a zero. Yeah, I did get to play uh, Batman Arkham Origins, which plays. And like the only reason Arkham why it was added two was because it was pretty much the only game I've. So far, looks kind of, that looks really impressive next gen as far as next gen graphics go. Yeah, I was I was mentioning I was playing uh, Arkham Origins, which plays pretty much the same I wish as Arkham I'd City. Played that. God. <laughs> but did you did you hear about the? I guess Warner Brothers announced the multiplayer mode. Yes. That's, uh, three versus three. Uh, uh, verse three versus three versus two, and the two is Batman and Robin. The only problem is that's not coming to the <laughs> Wii U version. <laughs> Which is such this cool. is getting hilarious. <laughs> and it's not because I'm anyone who knows me knows I love Nintendo and stuff, but this is this has gone from like a, from like annoying and tragic to just hilarious. Because <laughs> it's like it, it's like these companies it's like these companies are just going out of their way to. Uh, to to give Nintendo fans either nothing or less or lesser things. <laughs> it's, it really does seem like that to me. Which anyway, I'll, sp- speaking of other Wii U games, I guess that are coming out, Assassin's Creed Four. I waited two hours uh, outside in the cold, right, uh, watching some crabs fight each other. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To get on board a uh, pirate ship to check out Assassin's Creed Four Black Flag. Yeah, and the pirate ship experience is pretty darn cool. I mean, they sh- they had a little museum area. We sat, we got to see models of actual real pirate ships, like this one English f- fleet that had like fifty cannons on one side and fifty cannons on the other. I don't know how anybody would survive that. They showed a nice, a really nice single player demo that was much much better than what they showed at E3, and that <coughs> that really sold me on the game because um, it's very open world, like Falcon. Far Cry 3, you can go from island to island. You jump on your ship uh, while you're sailing. You can have uh, fights with other ships. You can uh, you can uh, get new sea shanties that your <laughs> that your crew can sing as you're sailing. And then you just hop on island to island, uh, killing other pirates and stuff. So it looks really really good. Okay, I got to uh, try out a little bit of the multiplayer. Okay now. What? Okay, now I didn't catch any of that, but you told me the story before, so I, I, I can I, I can go from that. Um, yeah, okay, it, it's the, definitely a, multiplayer... a, a much more open game. It, yeah, I, it sounds like it's it's going to be a lot bigger and a lot a lot a lot uh, more revolutionary than Assassin's Creed Three was, which kind of leaves me wondering why didn't this, why wasn't this game just Assassin's Creed Three? 
Yeah, I'm, actually, it looks like this one's going to be much better than Assassin's Creed 3. Yeah, of course, I, I enjoyed Assassin's Creed 3. I love history and the Revolutionary War and stuff like that. So, uh, but well, this one takes place before all that, right? It takes place in the 18th century? Yeah. 1600s? Wait, no, that's not the 18th moron. That's the no, it's 17th. Just, it just, Sorry. It's... Uh, <laughs> It's, so what's his name's, uh, I guess, father or grandfather? Um, I hope it was his grandfather. No, it's one, it's one of the Connors. It's one of the, it's one of the, uh, it's, no, not, not the, not the, the first, the first Connor, not the second. I think it's his father or grandfather. Wow, 39 minutes and we're still not talking about Sonic. <laughs> yeah, really. Okay, well, speaking of, we uh, do have Sonic stuff to talk about from Comic-Con. We... Both got to see a behind-closed-doors peek at Frozen Factory, which then ended up uh, becoming GameSpot, and everybody else co- started covering it, which made it feel less special to me. <laughs> uh, but we did get to check it out from behind-closed-doors, and I'm, I'm not 100% sure on that I, level. I thought the level looked fun. I liked it. I, I like I, I like how they're all... They're, looks like there's going to be a lot of diverse scenery in this game. It won't be re- recycling anything between between levels i do like the whole uh collecting the chips and then having it kind of block your view and everything having them hovering around you in order to open up and i am missing all of this right now (laughs) and the pinball physics uh the pinball physics uh seemed a lot better than even sonic generations had uh i think you just said that it's better than sonic generations with something along those lines no no the fit the, the physics on the pinball are better than Sonic Generations. The six. Okay, say that one more time. The physics on the pinball oh, are better than Sonic Generations. Okay, cool. We didn't actually get to play it, so uh, are you just going by what you saw from Aaron? Yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. I hope so. <laughs> this is going to be a very weird podcast. <laughs> I can only like, hear you 25% of the time. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, and, uh, aggressive language. Well, before we get into that, I also I interviewed uh, Ken Penders. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so glad I wasn't there because I probably would have punched him in the face. I wouldn't have gotten a lawsuit <laughs> or anything though because my punches are like baby kisses. That's how weak I am. No, he, I mean he's a, he's a professional. You got to treat him like a professional. <laughs> it doesn't that's help that's to be you know there. disrespectful like that. But uh, one thing he said that was interesting is that you know both. Him and Archie can use his characters at any time, and he Archie can use them without his permission. And I'm thinking, well, what does that mean? Does that mean that Archie has the right to use those characters now? And, and if so, why haven't they announced that or anything? I don't know. This whole thing has been weird and cagey. I'm thinking that if Archie isn't using the characters, it's because Ken Penders can use them, and they don't, and they don't want to spend money essentially marketing his characters. Which, again, even though that's a decision on Archie's side, I still want to punch Ken Penders in the face. <clears throat> but um, anyway, I'm getting... Yeah, his arguments about people's criticism on his art, though, is laughable. Oh, my saying God. It's, look, oh, it's look. emotional. Penders, speaking to you as someone who does not want to punch you in the face, I am in the non-punching mood right now. Your art was never very good. Even when I liked your writing, your art was not good. At least not for Sonic characters. I mean, yeah, I've seen your Star Trek stuff, and I even Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, stars. okay. If there's a there's a video interview that was taken at that Comic Con, he's 
he was at a he was with a friend who wrote some Superman comics, and he drew a Superman, a nice, really detailed Superman, and a, a drawing of his friend's face, and it was awesome. Yeah. It looked great. He can draw humans spectacularly. He can draw very, very good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's the just that when he problem. comes to these cartoon. It's it's the it's exactly that's exactly what I was gonna say. It's the Ron Lim situation of being a good comic book artist, but not a good cartoonist. Or as I like to say, the reverse Corey Holmes because he can do great Sonic characters, but he's been struggling with humans for a while. But he is getting better. Unlike Penders, who's been doing this for like ten. Ten years. He seems to be getting worse. Pender yeah, seems he, to be getting he's worse. He's gotten worse. I mean, my God. The problem is, Man. he's trying to get more detail. He's trying to make him look more realistic and detailed, and it's making him look uglier and uglier as Very he's doing soon it. Looks I mean, like a goddamn poodle. Wait, no. Okay, what's her real name? <laughs> if you've seen Mary, God, God damn it. Mary- no, no, Sue? not Julie. Julie Sue. Laura, Laura Sue? Yeah, Laura, Laura Sue Chronicles. Yeah, Laura Sue looks like a goddamn poodle. I swear to God, a goddamn poodle. She has a fucking dog face. Doesn't even know what any kitten that looks like. It doesn't look like a goddamn dog. It looks like a goddamn anteater. <laughs> so, if you're going to change... <laughs> well, Sega, well, well, to be honest, Sega doesn't yes, know what a kitten that looks Knuckles like. Knuckles looks nice. He looks nice. He, he kind of looks like, you know, Sonic. He has a grounding have you gone to, design, uh, at least. Have you gone to Sega.com or Sega Retro and looked in their forums at the alternate art that other people have done? No. Of Lars. No. I... Go, go, go check that out, because they just simplified it into a cartoon form, and it looks a lot, lot better. And that's, and that's the secret here, is to go more simpler and not try to look yeah. more detailed. Oh, my these... God, it's just so ugly. Ugh. These old uh, MS Paint methods I, <laughs> that are really don't I work anymore. I can't stand what he's doing to these characters. I like some of them. <laughs> stop! Stop! And doing now he's that. saying, "Oh, I'm not gonna. I'm not doing him in comics. I'm gonna do him in graphic novels, which is basically well, the yeah, same thing." Is. And he's trying to get film projects <laughs> and that going on. <laughs> I'm sorry. <clears throat> anyway, uh, uh, speaking of film projects and Ken Penders. I really wish he dropped that whole noise because the last of uh, not sorry, the lost ones, lost the lost ones and the Republic have been in development hell for like a decade. Development hell for I was about to say that yeah for about six years, five to six I really years. Like, and it's still I really not like I really like Ken Penders' The Lost Ones as a webcomic. I mean, my God, he can draw, he can write, he has a website. What's he doing these days? Draw the lost ones. Do draw your dream story, tell it, and then use the comic book as a launch pad to try to try to try and do a movie with some kind of budget. Because have you seen the lost ones? The the the, 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 the movie from with, that? with the horror with the horrible. It looks like a goddamn effects. B movie from the nineteen seventies. No, nineteen sixties. Well, well, to be honest, they look like they're 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 pre special effects. They're the, they're the most basic uh, they they can make. I'm, but still, I don't see how that's going to be able to. They're going to be able to clean yeah. that up with CG. Well, hopefully it'll look nicer. But I really wish he'd stop with the whole movie thing. That's never going to go anywhere. And. Do a comic. I mean, so many creators doing web comics these days because it's such an easy and accessible way to get your product out there. And you, he could actually be selling this stuff right now, you know, on his website. He wouldn't have to rely on Sonic fan characters and fan fiction <laughs> to get 
to make money. Well, the more I've been I've been reading from him, it seems like he's he's not he's not looking for money from Archie as far as back but issues why go. Not? He wasn't suing that, that but it looks like he's really obsessed with these characters and wants to continue the stories that he's had in his head for a long time. Then do fan fiction. If you want money, you want money. <laughs> you can't. You can't make money off. No, of fan you, fiction, you want no. money. Get the goddamn. Try to get the rights to the books. I mean, that's something I support. You know, his old stories, the Archie abusing the reprints and stuff. Get money from that. I support that. Do that, but don't try to steal fan characters that never belong to you. Okay, man. Do you think we have any Ken Penders fans that listen to our podcast? <laughs> I'm not usually this unhinged. <laughs> but I can understand him wanting to get his characters back, though. I mean, Scott Shaw, he doesn't have any control. I can't understand wanting to get all the periphery characters of something that was based around a character that he can't use or even name. <laughs> God! Sorry, sorry. I don't know why I'm apologizing for, but I feel like I'm being a little too crazy. But Don Rose is kind of in the same situation. There, there in Europe, there's all these places where they have best of Don Rosa, you know, Scrooge McDuck stories, and he doesn't even know they exist because they don't pay him a single dime for any well, of them. Well, I am missing all of this. And that's Something his, about that's Don his Rose. creative work. Something about Don Rose. Uh, uh, Don Rosa. I mean, look at Sonic the comic. Apparently, the creators have the rights to all those characters. What's being done with Slam the Comic right now? Absolutely nothing, because the publishers don't want to pay the artists to reprint their to, to reprint their stuff and use their characters, and the artists. Well, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Sonic the Comic is still kind of around, but it's just online. That, that, that's the, a that's a that's a fan that's fan that's a a fan comic. I, I'm talking about reprints. Well, to, be a, to be honest, to me, I, from what I've read of well, from what I've read of the original and what I read online, this is just about as good. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that Sonic the Comic can't continue. I'm saying this is why Sonic the Comic can't do reprints. That this is this is why we, you know it's pretty much it's so difficult for me to actually buy this comic that I really like to buy. Because you know the the, the creators on the characters, the, the creators can't do anything with the characters or the properties or the book, and vice versa for the publisher. And, well, it's not. Well, to be fair, it's not the same as the Ken Penner situation, at least because this way, at least because the sign of the comic isn't in production anymore. And so, uh, but. And- uh, by the way, uh, Ken Penders did attend the Archie Sonic Mega Man panel, but he, he just sat in the back, didn't say anything. Yeah, yeah, anything. I was hoping. He'd, and he, uh, I was hoping he'd like get on that line to ask some que- to ask a question, maybe be, be a bit of a, I don't know. A, I better stop talking because I'm being very unprofessional yeah. <laughs> tonight. I don't don't say yeah. I don't agree. God. <laughs> oh, you're the one that's ranting and raving yeah. right now. I'm I'm the more cool emotional hit. of the two of us. I am more in touch with my man motions. You know, I I, I can cry <laughs> and I can laugh and I can scream a lot. <sighs> okay, so anyway, um, hey, well, speaking of well, let's yes, go to another yes, Sonic creator, Ian Flynn, who I got to interview. Yes, and that went really well. I want to interview him too, but my throat was really really bad, and so it was not a very good. idea. 
Oh, by oh, the way, oh. my throat got really bad the day after Comic-Con, too. Yeah, I pretty too. much got my entire family sick, and I also probably got Ian Flynn and Dubs, and pretty much anyone who I shook the hand of sick. So, uh, yeah. Oh, you know what, though? I, I was a carrier at Comic-Con. <laughs> a lot of people were complaining about sore throats, so I don't think it was just you. But my mom actually is. This, my mom actually still has the cold that I got at Comic Con. She still has it, <laughs> and she says, <laughs> "I gave birth to you this month, and how do you repay me with that cold?" <laughs> oh, I'm such a wonderful son. <laughs> anyway, what was I going to say? Oh, um, yeah, there was some cool stuff. Actually, I think I got more out of Ian Flynn in the interview than we got at the panel, which. Which talked about the you know the upcoming okay, Sonic story. I'm losing all of that. Could you like type what your subject you're talking about? Oh God! <laughs> I'm sorry. Fix your internet connection. It's not uh, my fault for once. The internet god pissed all you know, over your internet connection. Okay. What? Well, what I was saying we was uh, that Ian, Ian Flynn was saying that uh, the canon for. That the original canon is still good. That he's not. They're not going to throw out 250 plus Thank issues of canon, and it's uh. it's it's still going to be around in some you know way, shape, or form. I still feel this is going to be a soft reboot with you know a lot of. There is going to be a lot of changes, but I think well, it'll be for the better yeah. in the end. Well, I I just hope that this this reboot was a creative decision and not a legal decision, so that they can ignore all of Ken Pender's characters in canon. Because if it's that, yeah, then I am never forgiving Ken Penders. I'm never talking to him. I'm never buying Sonic covers off of him again. Which would really suck because they're just sitting there wasting away and they need a good home. Well, he was. I guess he was claiming that evil Sonic <laughs> was his creation. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and Fiona partially, but he's not taking credit for uh, Fiona. But I asked Ian... What well, you know, if the future lies as far as Scourge and Fiona. Instead of saying, "Well, we're not going to be able to use them anymore" or anything like that, he said, "You'll have to keep. Re- it'll be a while, but you have to keep reading." Okay, well, that, that does, that so, does, and that's that's encouraging. Yeah. I mean, that means they're probably going to. It does be back tell me that they're going to use them because I don't really see why Ian couldn't say one way or the other at this point. I mean, but I suppose your know, business is a complicated beast, so it's possible that there's still. Working through legal entanglements, they're still working through internal company politics, and maybe so. Okay, which which Ken Pender's characters do we not want to use anymore? Because we don't want to advertise his material here. And it could be that it's an ongoing process, but cross your fingers. I think he, <laughs> I think he could say goodbye to the uh, kid. No, himself. God, well, no to look. I was a big yes. no. Fuck you. Yes. Fuck you. Fuck all your. <laughs> Fuck you and your echidna hating genocidal maniacal ways, man. Fuck all that stuff. All I want is Robbo the Hedge, and that's it. You can you, you can go and watch Transformers 3 for all I care. <laughs> yeah. Take that. Anyway, um, and we'll be right back with uh, more on Sonic Topics and Comic Topics. And cursing! Fuck!
Yes, and we're back. And uh, I'm interrupting you because I want to talk about things. Uh, I want to talk about San Diego very briefly. It is a beautiful city, you know? Oh, yeah. That's a- it, it kicks Los Angeles up the ass. It kicks it. it, it take, San Diego takes its big, gleaming, beautiful foot made out of diamonds and sticks it high up of Los Angeles's dirty, smelly, stinky, rat infested ass. Well, you got that beautiful ocean right out there, plus oh my the, uh, God, yes. the Navy is right uh, nearby. You can, you can watch them, you know, all the boats go by in that. And, and you know where I got to say? Because my dad was throwing the bill, and because my mom didn't want to stay in a shitty hotel in, in Little Italy, I got to stay on Coronado Island. I got to take a boat ferry across the... The, the, the body of water between Comic-Con and the Coronado Island every single day, twice a day. And it was gorgeous and beautiful and it smelled like ocean. And oh my God, yes. And we got like, we got to see Marines get, getting ferried around, doing little secret operations and stuff. And we got to see a big carrier going by. It's like, oh my God. San, why can't they have E3 in San Diego? Los <laughs> Angeles sucks. At least the parts of Los Angeles that I go to. God. Well, if E3 was in San Diego, I wouldn't be driving back and forth from E3 every night. I'd, I'd have to get a hotel for that. We would we would go halfsies on a Cornado on a Coronado Island Resort, which, by the way, the Coronado Island Hotel, and not only had ducks outside of your hotel room patio, it had a bird cage with finches flying around. You could sit there and write things, and oh my god, oh yes, I want to live there one day. Oh, uh, I have okay, some anyway. Canadian relatives uh, living out near Palm Beach at this one little fancy hotel that a lot of ducks uh, go around, and yeah. we were hanging out in their uh, in their backyard area drinking some non-alcoholic beer and eating some crackers, and some ducks would just walk right up to you and like like they were saying hi, and you'd throw and well, you're not supposed to throw them anything, but you, usually people would. But, I mean, they, you can almost pet them. They would just sit, stand right by you. If you try to pet them, then they'd walk away. But, I mean, they can have the duck step that close the to only, you. The only real negative of staying on Coronado was that I pretty much ended up eating on the island every single day I was there. I never got to try anything good downtown. The one day well, I it, managed... You should have went to the old spaghetti factory. That one's really good. The one day I managed to force my family... To eat in downtown was on fucking Saturday during the fucking zombie run. Everyone was goddamn crowded. All the restaurants were crowded. And oh my god, I wanted to kill those goddamn zombies, but they were already dead, so there was no goddamn point. <sighs> anyway, yeah, we had so a... I never, I never got to eat downtown, but Coronado Island is gorgeous and beautiful. My God, is it I gorgeous. haven't been there. I'd, I'd have to check that out sometime. You ought to check that check that out. I mean, the resort's as expensive as shit. I mean, we got two rooms, and it was $4,000. But again, my dad was footing the bill, so yay. <laughs> and uh, he's, 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 he's got the money for that. Uh, our hotel was really fancy and real close to the convention, and it was only like 300 a night. Really? I thought, well... The... Well, we got discounts uh, through some... I thought that John, you... John was a former... Uh, my brother was a former um, Eisner judge, and I guess oh my the, God. The, the discounts we had from there are still going. Okay, up. I've really got to somehow judge the Eisners. I've got to do that. <laughs> That's going to be my lifelong goal. I'm going well, to judge to really those Eisners. 
you have to contribute heavily in some way to the comic, you know, fandom. And John's been a successful comic book manager. Uh, manager. I am going to do that too, so that I can judge the Eisners and get a discount on plus, downtown hotels. Plus, he knows a lot of people in the business. But actually, it's not. Well, it, I know. Even, even I know without it, the discount, that the the hotel we stayed at is not like. I know uh, some dollars. people at Archie. I know some. It was four thousand. It was four thousand dollars total, right? right? Not four thousand dollars a night. Is four thousand dollars total? Anyway, I thought that you couldn't get a hotel downtown because you know uh, the uh, Comic Con's hotel uh, thing is like the Hunger Games. I mean, tough. It's pretty much just a, a matter of chance whether or not you get anything at the Comic Con bus. For my brother, it's his connections. He knows. He knows people. Because I, I thought you said that you were staying someplace really far away. It was no, like, it was that was what, what the original plan was. But then we got the hotel that we got last year, so we were really lucky. Hmm. Well, we, I, I I was lucky that my dad was coming, so that I did not have to spend four thousand dollars on the Coronado or stay. Well, actually, I probably would have stayed in Little Italy because. Uh, I would. I was trying to get a cheap ass hotel near a hotel, the Comic Con shop, <laughs> which I thought I could just get one of those. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit, I guess, about Sonic news. There's not a whole lot to talk about since San Diego. Yeah. Uh, La Sonic World has been rated E10, uh, mostly for aggressive language. Oh wow! I, I, could you type what you're saying right now? Because again, I'm not I getting jack shit. I mentioned Sonic World's, uh, you know, E10 rating. And uh, it's uh, odd because, you know, we, the same writers are writing this did uh, did Sonic Colors, and that was oh, yeah, kid friendly as you can get. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I assume that's probably because the uh, red monster thing wished death and destruction on Sonic or something. I don't know. Uh, the the well, whole language E10 rating thing can be kind of weird. I mean, for all I know, Eggman says. Damn you, Sonic! Damn you to hell! Once, and then that's it. Well, it's also, uh, I'll be fine once I get my hands or my hands around a Zeddy and choke him to death or something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, what's a Zeddy? The Zeddy are the uh, little alien monsters that you're fighting in this type one. Oh, okay. They, you didn't know they have, they have names like Xena and Zaki and Zoo. I know them as the uh, monster thingies, and uh, the red monsters, the red monster thingy, and the purple monsters, the purple monster thingy, etc. And the green monster thingy is the sassy green monster thingy. Anyway, yeah, their names are Zeddy. Okay, Zeddy, all right. So that's why well, all their defi- names definitely all their names name in black with, arms. All their names begin with a Z. One thing I'm kind of looking forward to is the 20-page original story in the Sonic magazine. And it makes me very happy that they're, make, that they're doing more original stories in the Sonic magazine. That makes me very yeah, happy. Usually you get, like, another world, another time, and then five pages of material. And now you're getting a full comic book size, you know, story. And uh, we're also not, like, um, wasting an entire issue of Sonic the Hedgehog or Sonic Universe on a storyline that has no consequence to the actual plot. Which, of course, is what they did twice last year with that weird Mario and Sonic tie-in that didn't have Mario. And the Sonic All-Stars thing, which had Jet Set Radio and, and uh, Vice from Skies of Arcadia making it automatically awesome, regardless of what anyone says regarding the writing. Cause I don't care. Oh, I'm sorry, that Sonic universe is horrible. <laughs> and Panzer Dragoon in a comic. Yes! Now Archie needs to do a Panzer Dragoon comic. 
Yeah, that would work out good. <laughs> well, they're 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 apparently doing like uh, more. Uh, I don't want to say adults, darker stories now. Like, of course, there's New Crusaders, and then there's that Archie zombie thing, which sounds like that's going to be less kid friendly. I oh think. yeah, I saw the pan- Archie panel for that, and they uh, talked about that. And yeah, it's definitely going to be very dark. It might be under. I don't know if it's going to be under the Archie label or under their Red Circle label, where they can, you know, more aggressively do that kind of stuff. Yeah, Stu Pounds for Dragoon under the Red Circle label. Do that. Uh, did you hear about how the how how it how it comes to be the zombies over there? Uh, what? Well, basically, Jughead's dog Hot Dog gets uh, run over and hit, and uh, Jughead begs Sabrina to bring him back to life. And uh, first, Sabrina's saying, oh, no, I can't do that. And uh, Jughead's all like, what would happen if that, the same thing happened to Salem? You know, and finally <laughs> she uh, finally she uh, did it, and it was some kind of like a cult-type ceremony, so it brought it brought Hot Dog back to life. But then uh, the first thing Hot Dog did was like it was Pet cemetery style, and he bites Jughead, and Jughead in, it makes Jughead into a zombie. So Sabrina the Teenage Witch starts a zombie apocalypse. Yep. <laughs> Do zany shenanigans ensue? Oh yeah, they go. Uh, I guess Jughead goes to the prom dance where everybody's at, and they think he's in some kind of costume or something, and he ends up attacking everybody. Oh wow, that sounds uh, a little bloody. Does he like? To... Does the Punisher burst in and start shooting people? <laughs> no. Nah. I think Archie's like one of the head survivors, and it's like uh, Jughead after Archie. And oh, please let it be the Last of Us. Except with Archie characters, please. <laughs> that would be wonderful. I, I'd, I'd read that. You know, the mutations in Last of Us is based on uh, actual mutations that happen. Uh, fung- fungi, mu- yeah, yeah, the, the ants, tarantulas, yeah, it's and, yeah, cool. ants, spiders, and some crabs, and they could they could take control over those animals. It's freaky. Oh yeah. So I was completely based on that. Anyway. Um, as far as comic talk goes, uh, we got Worlds Collide, which I just finished reading. Sonic 251. I haven't had the time, and plus and Archie has not been sending me my Mega Man comics. My cop, so I'm a little behind, and so we can't really talk about it much. Uh, well, let's see. Just spend um, an extra three bucks and pick them up on Comicology. Yeah, I'll be I'll be I'll be doing that pretty much tomorrow, and I'll be speed reading them until I get to the final issue, which I got the physical copy of that, so I can read that one the old-fashioned way. All I know is Mega Man turns gold, and Sonic turns gold, and awesome things probably happen because from what I've read so far, this not only knocks Genesis on its ass, it is actually a, probably the best crossover I've ever experienced, Lynch. Admittedly, it's not saying much because the vast majority of crossovers that are not fighting games are absolute shit. So, yeah. Yeah, this is uh, this has ended up pretty awesome. Uh, I can't wait for next year's Comic Con to see if they have all. You know, I want to buy either buy all three graphic novels at once. I or hear say there might Robot be, speak right now. I ha- I hear there's plans for a hardcover edition of the entire book all in one. I'll be buying that. <laughs> and if they do that, I'm I'm totally getting going for that instead. I hope that they do this again in the future. Like obviously not the near future, but like at some point in the future when Mega Man's further along and. More of the characters are introduced in the actual storyline, you know, instead of just having this weird thing where time and space are all messed up. 
Yeah. I actually picked up a few uh, Sonic graphic novels while I was at Comic-Con uh, this year, because um, on Sunday they had a big sale after the Sonic Mega Man panel, or everything was like five bucks. I've been uh, getting into Mega Man, largely thanks to Archie. Uh, I've always kind of liked the design, but I've, been, I've never really gotten into the games until recently with... Like, Mega Man X is awesome, and uh, I, I got this Mega Man game for the game. Well, I didn't actually get it for the game here. I actually um, got this thing called the EverDrive GG, which is this cartridge that, I got, that you can actually stick Game Gear ROMs onto and then play it on your Game Gear. So I've been playing. I pretty much stole a Mega Man ROM and stuck it on that thing and play, been playing on my Game Gear. It's a lot you of fun. pirate. <laughs> 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 Maybe the cartridge wasn't fifty dollars. Those goddamn scalpers. Well, it's also, it's also an import. I mean, it never came to America, right? <laughs> so you know what? I ever- it's, I consider it okay if it's something you can't get any way else. <laughs> I mean, if you if you legally can't oh, buy oh, it. Oh, speaking of pirating, go ahead. I got an ooyah, ooyah. And I did not, because apparently they are bombing like crazy. Did you know 73% okay. of OUYA okay, uh, customers don't... I'm not getting any of this. 73% of OUYA customers don't <laughs> buy any games off of OUYA. Yeah. And you want to know why? You want to know why, aside from the fact that it's also a development platform and the vast majority of people who own OUYA right now are developers who are producing their own games for it? Aside from that, you want to know why? It's because... You can pirate. You, it is so easy to pirate an Android game. They, you can go to this website called like Free AP, APK or something and download whatever the fuck you want for no money down, none whatsoever. Now I haven't actually done that yet. In my defense, what I have been doing is because they don't have certain games on the Ouya that I want to play. Like Sonic One and Sonic. Well, okay, there's. Well, pretty much, I've only stolen Sonic. I mean, I've only bought. I mean, I've only downloaded Sonic One so far. But I own now my Android, and there's no way to put it on the Ouya. So I guess I just want to legally say that the opinions of Alex Peel on this podcast do not legally reflect Jason Berry. So I don't want to get into trouble for the. Stuff okay. that you're saying right now about downloading pirate piracy stuff. I, I'm not downloading a pirated thing. I got it on my Android, and there's no way to put it. And there's no way to easily put it on my Ouya. And so I just went to a, an APK site and downloaded it that way. And honestly, it's awesome because I finally get to play this awesome version of Sonic One on an actual game console. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really enjoyable. I mean, it's because, you know, it's they've done so much with this hack of Sonic Lens. So shitty that it's stuck on mobile devices and shitty touch controls. And I love that I can actually use a goddamn controller. And what's really interesting about the Ouya is that you can't even use PS3 and 360 controllers on this thing, <laughs> which is good because the controllers are $50, half the price of a... Uh, of a uh, Ouya, and they are not particularly good controllers. But yeah, so that's why these sales on the Ouya are shit. Well, that and the fact that there are actually some free games on the Ouya. So there's well, also well, that well, every game is free technically. You can not no not really a trial. Just like, no, just like it, Xbox Arcade, every single every single game has to have a trial. Yeah, pr- pretty much. Except with the Android, you download every game for free. There's no way to buy it on the actual shop. So you have to download it first for free, then you 
you can either play the demo or you can just buy the whole game once you open it up. Which, it's not a bad system, but I think a lot of people probably play a game and realize, oh my god, Monocle Man is shit, I'm not buying this, and then they don't buy it. I mean, the biggest issue with the Ouya is that there's very little to actually buy. Um, there's, there's, there's pretty much, I, I, I've gotten a bunch of games, but there's pretty much Final Fantasy 3. There's uh, this awesome zombie game called Oregon Trail. And there's Towerfall, which is $15 and multiplayer only. Yeah, the more the more I've been hearing about uh, the Ouya, originally I was interested in buying it, and now I'm not. <laughs> well, honestly, I like its potential. It has a lot, a lot of potential, because the whole philosophy of the Ouya isn't, play Android games on your TV, that, that's just a feature. The philosophy of the Ouya is, make your own game, send it to us, and if it's not shit, we'll post it up. Now, obviously, that's not completely true because they put up this game called Monocle Man, which is, in, in, which is terrible, but it's, it's a nice concept. So it could, it could become the ultimate indie platform if it gets the developer support, which, you know, cross your fingers that that happens. Yeah, uh, anyway, uh, that's about it for us. It's, it's a shame that Sonic Boom isn't coming Weren't we to supposed us? to talk about something and then I interrupted you? Uh, no, we were talking about the... Uh, Worlds collide, but there wasn't really much to talk about because you. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, you can do that. But uh, one piece of good news is, I guess e- Evan Stanley is coming to Sonic Boom West, the little Orange okay, County. Okay, I don't know uh, what the good news is because you're breaking up. I said Evan Stanley is coming to Sonic Boom West, which is at in Orange County at the Dave and Buster's out here. Okay, uh, so on September fourteenth. Yeah. It, it, anyway, I'll t- I'll tell you later. Anyway. Um, so that's pretty cool. I'm I'm gonna try to get up time off to go to that event. Awesome. Maybe cover Events it for Sonic cool. This is I'm saying Sonic Boom West in uh, David Buster's Orange County. Did you get that? Wait, they're doing a Sonic Boom West? Yeah. Um, I, th- I thought they were just doing Sonic Boom and no, 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 no. It's not. It's not official. It's unofficial. Oh. Okay. It's that makes uh, sense. fan. It's fan. It's fan put together. And it's done by I think one of the. It's done by one of the Sonic websites whose name escapes me right now. It, it sucks that we that neither of us can go to to uh, to this because you live on the West Coast, I live on the East Coast, and I'm tired of traveling. <laughs> I am done for a while. I want to stay at home and enjoy my stuff. I would love which, to go to Summer of Sonic, but I just is, can't afford that. Which is That's, what I used to do in the summertime before I started going to all these things, which I'm not complaining because it's awesome. But I need a break now, man. <laughs> oh, you know what? That was complaining. I'm sorry for complaining. I should not have done that. I'm a spoiled person. <laughs> Stop being silent. Okay, that time I was Because I probably would have shot you in the face with something. I actually was silent in that one. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for us. So this is probably our most rambling podcast we've ever done. Thanks. Uh, yes, so, like, but it was also the most fun up. I've had on this thing in a little while. So there's that. Well, <laughs> not counting Ian Flynn and Tracy Arley, but those are special. Yeah, the, uh, one thing I'll say that, that really sucked about uh, Comic Con this year was buying any exclusive. You know, the weirdest material. thing about about the whole Tracy Arley thing is that now he's, his Skype is always on. I always have to stay my hand and not bug him. 
It's hard. But yeah, like I was saying, uh, the one problem with uh, Comic Con this year was all the exclusive being bought up real fast. Nobody, nobody could hardly get anything. I couldn't even get a little Pac Man uh, exclusive Bandai toy because everybody who was in line for Power Rangers was buying that as well. How much do you want, Beth, that no one makes it this far into the podcast? <laughs> Maybe not. Okay, well, let's wrap it up. Uh, and uh, by the way, time, if you have any. That's gonna be. If you have any artistic skills, could you please, like, I don't know, send it to SegaBitsContest at gmail.com? Because there's a contest going on that I've not had the time or energy to really, uh, to really uh, you know, advertise. And it kind of sucks. I'm going to have to delay the deadline again to, like, September because I haven't been able to give it the proper attention. So, yeah, if you have artistic skills and you've managed to get to this point in the podcast, congratulations. Please send me your art. I need it. If it's good enough, I'll send you free stuff. Yeah, if you've gotten this far in the podcast, my condolences. <laughs> what? What did you say? I said if they've gotten this far in the podcast, my condolences. Fuck you all! You have none of my condolences and none of my respect. Hey, that's pretty horrible. So you have all of my love because I love all of humanity unconditionally. Except for GX. Okay, and with that, we are out.